Todd Gordon Keith is here visiting us right now. Wonderful. Hey, Corbett Scott. How are you? I'm all right. Um, where's you got Dave? nuts in your mouth? Excuse me? You got some nuts in your mouth? He does. Which is worst day? That brings up a good question. I have no idea. He didn't live with me. Why? Did he move out? He never has lived with me. I thought y'all lived together. I thought you and Dave... No, you and he used to live together. No, we didn't. Well, I thought y'all did. We lived in the same apartment complex. When's the last time you lived in an apartment complex, Craig? How old were you? Oh, jeez. Um, 20 years? I mean, like, were you early 20s? Yeah, early 20s. Early 20s. I guess I lived Corby in... And- I think I rented until I was... 30, I guess. Really? Yeah. I rented until I was um, 27. 27? 26, maybe. Well, if you're 27, and were you married at 27? Uh, the first time, yeah. The first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're single, there's no reason to have a house. I agree. It's just, unless you've got a passion for taking care of your yard or... No, I think that you need to establish that that's your house. From the get-go. So that's why you need to get it while you're single. Good point. You know, I'd that argue is, that. <laughs> that is a good point. I wish I would have bought that house prior to, to being married because it's going to make this divorce really sticky. And it's ridiculous because it's like, you're the guy. You pay all the money for everything. You bought the house. Right. And But if you just bought it six months earlier, it would have been yours. Right. But... Still, won't she claim half no matter what, even if she moves in five years after you bought the house? No, she can't claim that. Really? No. You know what the, I think the toughest thing is? I mean, I, I got married young, and I think you did too, Corby, but how do you approach somebody? Well, I was mean, 38 when he got married. 38. <laughs> but, I mean, like with Craig Miller or whomever or somebody, how do you approach a woman you're going to marry that you love to sign a prenup? I've, I've, and it's say, say to me, look, you know what? This may not work out. Could you imagine going to your wife and saying, hey, look, this may not work out, so I need you to sign this document? Well, you just be realistic. You're like, look, 50% of marriages end. You know, that's just the reality of it all. I'm worth a million dollars or whatever. You wow. need to sign this. Mark that. Hmm. <laughs> but women are all against it because... And they know. They know that they're... That deep in their bellies... They know that it's wrong. Deep in their baby maker. To take a guy's money. Yeah. But they don't want to give up on that option. They don't want to sign something that gives up that option later on in case they're mad at you. Or they just want a free ride afterwards. I'll tell you, you know, when you're getting married, you're at the point where you think it could never end. And yet, for me to even try to... me. Well, I, I, I did. I married expecting it to end. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you ever ask Craig, did he get, did he get a, a prenup? You know, I don't think he did. He didn't? He'll rue that day. So. What a damn She'll fool. She'll take him to the cleaners. Well, but what are you going to do? I mean, you say, honey, uh, get a prenup. I'm not saying a prenup. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I brought it up. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Have you ever heard of a prenup? <laughs> Yeah, so Craig, I, I just don't know how Craig got married because at it, it, the age of 40, it seems like you're so set in your ways, you know? You, you, you've established yourself as this solo liver, and you don't... I, I don't you see, got two of those. 
I just don't see how you could... It seems like any little outside force would throw you off, would throw off your life so you much know, that you would fear getting married. But on the other side of it, Corby, I don't know how... It's hard at 40 to get divorced because you're so set in your ways, too. You know, everybody's got their certain roles and responsibilities. Is How do you leave that? Right. You know, so I guess it goes both ways. Mm, I hear you. So when you get through that second divorce, Corby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... You ever been divorced, Craig? No. I fear the second divorce more than anything. The first one, nah, not the that first, big a deal. First but, one you're half, second one you're quartered. It's tough to make a living after that. That's true. That's why you got to make sure you marry someone who works, who has, who can fall back on something and who's not going to be demanding of your money. You know? That's why it's important to marry a, a woman who's got a little confidence and knows she has some sort of job to fall back on. Now, when I you think, and Dave lived together... We didn't live together. <laughs> like one of the premier properties in Dallas. Uh-huh. What, you have? You claimed you were black or something? How are you able to... Mexican. Native American. And so they had to fill their quota. Right. <clears throat> and so you were Mexican and Dave was Native American. Yeah, we really threw them off. <laughs> <laughs> it, was all, yeah. it was all legit. I had a 1,400-square-foot uh, tri-level apartment... In the heart of downtown Dallas, and I paid one seventy nine a month for it. Unbelievable. All because he's Mexican. <laughs> right. I had my own private doorman and 24-hour <laughs> concierge service. And he's had 80 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to have some sports time. When did you move out of your last apartment, Dave? How old were you? Uh, a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about apartment complex. Oh, apartment complex. Um, it was probably four years ago, maybe. Wait, what was that? That was the East Bridge. Remember? Remember that Hen place? Henderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Remember that place that he lived? I remember it. Yeah, Gordon. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, apartment living. Has anybody ever rented a house? Not yes. like a duplex, but a yeah. house? No, not yes. a house. I've rented a duplex. How's that? I'd do that right now. Really? Yes, I do. Why? Well, because when I started the magazine, I had built my dream house. I'd built this ridiculously big house, and uh, and once you start a business, you can't afford. You got to cut expenses certain places, and so I did. You I let really, go of the dream house. I let go of the dream house. Did somebody you, did you somebody else lives it? in it. What's that? Did you make money on it? I made money on it, but you know what? One of you got one day. You guys will understand. You build your dream house, and this is, it has everything in it that you want, and it's so hard to give it up. But I had to give it up for for business purposes, and uh, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to buy a house until I can go build a dream house again. So I lease. See, I don't think that I have my dream house right you know? now or in mind. That hovel you're living in. No, no, no. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> that lean-to. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't have, like, man, I, I always want to build my dream house. Like, that's not... That's you don't not have a, a house in mind? No. Yeah, well, you I, know, that's never been one of my... You know I mean, what? I, I want to build a house, but... If you had if you had a couple million dollars sitting in a bank right now, Corby... Oh, I do. Ooh, I do. Hey. Okay, if you three, do. Three. Then you'd be me. Then if you've got three, <laughs> then you'd change then your... Then your last name would well, be Rosengarten. Well, that's Rosen true. Garden. That's true. I mean, I, I think that... 
I don't know if money has anything to do with it. I think if I started making tons of cash that I still, if I found a house that I liked in the neighborhood I liked, I don't necessarily have to build it, I think. If I just, I think that takes a lot of planning. And I'm all about minimizing um, headaches. Effort. Yes. Yes. Well, I, Effort. I, well, and I should say, I didn't design this house or anything. I, it was a plan that, a, uh, that a, an architect came up with, and it was in the middle. It was a spec house. It was in the middle of being built. built. So I, my wife and I said, that's the house we want. And then we just picked the carpets and everything. But it was, you know, in my purposes, it had everything uh, I wanted went, in it. You went from building your dream house to just picking out the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I really did. <laughs> I put a roof on this it. This spec house is my dream house. You know, I'd like to design my own house. I mean, I have a lot of ideas in that way, but I, don't, I wouldn't think of it as my dream house. I basically want a nice place here in town, and then if I ever get money, I'd like to have a place outside That'd be town. nice. That'd be just nice. ha- I'd rather have two places wow. than one really great place. And where would that second place be, D- Gordon? I don't know. I've looked in East Texas. Decatur? A lake house? I mean, a lake house, mountain no. house, ocean house? No. Um, I wouldn't mind a mountain house. A killing house? A what? Stabbing cabin. Stabbing cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like East Texas, I'd like to get some land where I could kill some God's creatures and have a lot of shallow graves on your property. Tons of shallow graves, Dave. So I don't want limestone right beneath the surface. <laughs> I just always picture you just sitting on the back porch of your East Texas hut with a shotgun. Okay, already you've diminished it with a by shot, calling it a hut. With a shotgun mm-hmm. and a rifle, depending yeah. on what critter roams within 30 feet of your home. On the rocking chair, creaking back and, and forth. And you're just, you, you, you got it trained, and you're just talking to the gun like... A little bit closer. Come on now. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Boom! And you're always drinking. There's always oh, yes. a, there's always a just big bottle of A big of bottle of Kentucky bourbon. Just yeah. sitting I on the, love that. Sitting on the warped boards underneath your rocking chair. <laughs> a couple old stray dogs up under the porch. <laughs> Get out of here! I got to take this phone call before we go to break. Okay. Wes, hi. You're on the ticket. Hey, good morning, boys. I completely understand. If I own a house, she's signing a prenup. However, I've got the reverse situation. She's got a house. I got an apartment. She comes to me and asks me to sign a prenup. Do I need to sign it, or should I? Did she ask you, or you're saying she might ask you? Uh, She might ask me. Okay. Why has that been brought up? Uh, Sort of. Does she does she seriously out earn you, or is it just the property issue? No, it's just the property issue. Yeah. I think I actually out-earned her. Well, but that, just, she has a house and she's got a ton of equity in it. But that wouldn't be, I mean, that wouldn't be in the scope of a divorce anyway, because she had it before you guys yeah. were married. That would be hers. O- only if I sign a prenup, though. No, no. no. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's not her, true. It's her property. Wait, what if you buy the house and your name's on the deed and everything? Does your wife still, even if you bought it together, even though? Yeah, it's community. Pr- if you bought it while you were married, uh-huh. even if it's under your own name. It's community property. That's depressing. The thing, that, yeah. the thing that protects you on a prenup is how much money you're making while you're married. If you're going to get divorced, how much money you're making as you're married, but it, it's because of what you had before you were married that is helping you make that money. Right. And you want to protect that. Well, what happens if we sell that house and go buy a house together in both our names? It's then then, then she property. can still... No, she can still get more of the profit of that house if she can show the money trail of the equity that she put in it. So from her had, first purchase. So she had the equity before we got married. She's safe. Yeah. Okay, so I can't go and take half her money. It gets... Are you, no. are you planning it? <laughs> no, but like you said earlier, you know, you, you, you go into it thinking it's going to last forever, but half of them end, right? You're right. straight. Good Lord, I know that. 
Mm. All right, Wes. Oh, have no. a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, y'all too. Bye. Don't bring a depressing topic. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Craig, thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. I'll talk See to you. you uh, we got to go play out at uh, yeah, DAC. Yeah, so I'll call you. Okay, bye. KTCK Dallas Fort Worth KTDK Sanger. Some guy confessed to the Aruba killing of the Alabama high school girl. One of three young suspects arrested Thursday in the investigation has confessed to her killing, a senior police mm. official said late Friday. Mm. Late Friday being yesterday, Gordon. So they, but they haven't told the story as to what happened? Not yet. No. They said that they would resume everything. This this was late last night. And so, so she's officially dead. Yeah. Mm. That poor, poor family. But they haven't but they haven't found the body yet. Police did not say which of the three confessed. No, they haven't found the body. They said One of them I swear is like a police official's son or the mayor's son or an alderman's son. And I think those three teenagers are, are kind of wealthy. Hang on. Okay, here's They're the all two, from the, Aruba, the right? The two brothers, Sadish Kalpo and Deepak Kalpo, are 20, 21 and 18, and their friend, Joran Vandershoot, the son of a judge. Son of a judge. He's son of a judge. That's one of the biggest slams you can make on someone is to call them that. By the way, I guess I hadn't read up on this story in a week. I didn't realize that there were 140 kids on this trip, and they did have chaperones. I thought this was just a... Yeah, I did too. Teen trip. Yeah, they had seven chaperones. So, do those women or men, whoever were down there, I'm a, probably a mixed bag. Did they they take the fall for this at all? The chaperones? Like the parents it, it happened, the chaperones? It, it happened at two in the morning. The girl was drunk. How the chaperones let them go to Carlos and Charlie's? Well, it's a restaurant, too. Yeah, it's legal. That. To you, drink. 18 and 18, up there, yeah. right? I think so. I mean, sure, well, surely what? surely, if you're sending your kid you know on a Caribbean senior trip, you know, yeah, that they're going to be idiot. getting trashed. You know, you hope for the best. It's just... Think about that. That poor girl graduates high school, full scholarship, you know, hot, had so much to hope for. Well, I don't really think that has anything to do with it. Stop with the hot... Good chaperone wouldn't let him get murdered. Hmm, that's, that's probably the job description of a good chaperone. Don't not let, don't let job your, requirements. Don't let your underlings get murdered. But they, you know, she willingly. But you know that hot does have something to do with it, by the way. 
she willingly went off with these guys. I forgot that was a word. Yeah, it's okay. But those three Aruban guys wouldn't have targeted her if she wasn't hot. No. And it does make it, as shallow as it is in this world, it makes it more of a tragedy when somebody who's all-American versus somebody who looks like Quasimodo. All right, what about the guy, you know, the guy from Dallas? You, you read the story about him disappearing from his trip to Mexico? Yeah, Mexico he's, City. He's back. What was his deal? He's not talking. Uh-oh. Donkey show. What does that mean? Yet. Yet. But he showed up. He was missing for like 10 days or something. This guy from Dallas, I think he looks like he's about 40 or 50-something. Um, he goes down there? What? Oh, you think so? Wait, why do you think that? That seems like an odd... Well, there, I'll, I'll show you in the odd break. Odd speculation? I'll show you in the break. What, just by his picture you can tell? <laughs> you have picture dar? I might, but he ain't talking. But would it would, would the country be in the a what? in a complete huh? uproar over mm. this guy? No, a fifty year old guy from Dallas. No, no, not like the especially if he's the way you're saying he is. I'm not saying anything, okay? <laughs> God, now we we are much more sensitive to the girl going missing. Because, because she's defenseless. Yeah, because we still have a paternal society. We're supposed to protect our women and children. I'm sure there's a lot of second-guessing going on in this, but why wouldn't her friends... They saw her leave with those three guys. They did? But because, you know, when it's... She's sitting, she was sitting there writing a story, you know? She's writing the movie of her life. God, remember that great time down there and Remember when I hooked, Aruba, up, with that hooked up with that native guy? That he was great, so hot. Yeah, and it was just such a great story. And I'm going to... It's one of the stories I'll always remember, you know, and... We were going to go down to the beach and take a walk and watch the sunrise. Yeah, it could be very Ethan Hawke movie-esque, you know. Yeah, that's totally what she was thinking. Like, I'm leaving in the morning, because she was. Her bags were yeah. packed. This is just her one last chance at a fling on this trip. Yeah. With this, you know, dashing young man. Well, we, have anyone seen pictures? Do we know if they're dashing? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Well, the word native tends to indicate they're not. Like pygmy is what you associate that with. But that other one, the one you, that's Dutch. How do you make out when there's like, the bone through the nose? Like three, all of them are like three feet tall with skulls around their neck. Would you turn your phone off? Sorry about some stuff. They all got gourds. <laughs> and, and, uh. Their ears are got lip the big plates in them. Lip plates. <laughs> they've got the stack of like. The stack of ten bracelets necklaces. on the neck. Yeah. Will you love me, Alabama? Look at me. That's not how they talk. I'm a human. Oh, yeah, they talk they... the way you claim Tongans sound. <laughs> Clicks and pops. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Don't so, play that so they, ever again. So have they, uh, <laughs> have they not published pictures of the suspects? I haven't seen them. They must not be hot enough. Yeah. So I guess... Uh, is the FBI still down there? Are they trying to figure out where? Well, see, I heard you know, the where, FBI. Where her body is. I heard the FBI just got up and left because no one told them where to dive. They sent their dive team down there, and no one told them where to dive, so they just left. They just partied for a couple days and left. <laughs> yeah, it's Carlos and Charlie's. <laughs> Jim, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket.
Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Hey. I have a report from the world of very, very sexy things. I uh, flipped on the TV the other night when I got home, and it was on a sports channel, and it was the final inning of the final game of the Women's College World Series of softball. Mm-hmm. And uh, they caught the fly ball to end the game, and, of course, the girls all came together in a hug, and then the most amazing thing happened. They began to pair off <laughs> and roll around on the ground with each other, and it was absolutely the sexiest thing I've seen in about five or six years, I think. Which team won? Uh, Michigan, first uh, first time ever uh, when they're uh, won the college uh, female World Series. College female hmm? or UCLA? Yeah, who so won two years prior? You know, some of those uh, softball girls look cute. Yeah, some were a little bit, you know, strong. I, but I, some of them were I Aruba worthy. I saw a few minutes here and there. Aruba worthy. Go ahead. He interrupted you, David. <laughs> I was just going to say... Uh, I Sorry, re- Dave. I recall the uh, ladies from Arizona being particularly hot. Yeah. By the way, back to Aruba lady. The judge's son, Vanderstoot, change his name. They met at a casino a couple days before. Um, so he was the love interest? <laughs> yeah. The judge's son. <laughs> what was that? Huh. Uh, yeah, that's where they met. So the judge's son was the one that was romantically linked with the Alabama team. Yes, and there were 40 of her classmates with her at Carlos and Charlie's, and she left at 1.30 with the judge's son. Now, I mean, surely these kids did not have the intention of killing her when she went off with them that night, did they? I mean, something must have gone horribly wrong. Maybe she... That's one thing I never understand. I mean, maybe, you know, he tried to get down to business and she said no and there was a struggle and something happened. Okay, well, someone answer me this. Why is it that male sexuality can so often turn to violence? I don't understand that. Because... Like, like these guys probably have zero police record, you know? But you know know what I'm talking about? You always hear these stories of, you know, a real well-groomed, you know, brought up boy and is that with his girl and i just i don't know i just she said no and and i just i snapped i, I wasn't thinking i i don't understand that why, why is that i don't know man you get i guess some guys just get their wires crossed and when they're in that moment of passion and it's denied them they just can't handle it i'm so glad that my sexual drive is at an all-time low <laughs> yeah corby's basically asexual now and it just doesn't really matter to me. Oh, you really don't want to? All right. You want to go see some sport movies or something? I'm so grorny. Yeah, Dave's the worst than he's ever been. you worse than you were when you were 18? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what? It, it always seems like it's people with the poor genes who have the high sex drives. Yeah. It's true. The, the, uh, the more a person shouldn't procreate, the more they procreate. That's and, true. And I'm trying to spread my adopted seed everywhere. God, Poor just thing. think of all those kids that you're going to curse with adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Is adoption genetic? There's uh, no partially. Question. Well, you know, they, I don't think they really know. It's Yeah, scientists are on it right now. Mm. Let's just hope the Genome Project finds a solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, let's go to Corey. You're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Yeah, I was wondering what was more of a tragedy, this girl missing in Aruba or uh, Payne, <laughs> Payne Stewart's plane hitting the World Trade Center? Well, first of all, you have the Payne Stewart story a little bit wrong, but there was Payne Stewart news this week. Yes. His family had sued Learjet, um, claiming that he died from the Learjet. Who are Learjet? The manufacturers of his plane. Yeah. Oh. They, they, they said there was some uh, malfunction that, that caused a leak in the cabin. No, I thought what they attributed the death was, or the, the passing out of people was to the, uh, they had a, some shrimp on dry ice and the dry ice fumes for whatever reason concocted with the uh or with the shrimps mixed with the what the hell are you talking <laughs> about i swear to god that they attributed the the people passing out to the dry ice and that somehow dry ice can make you pass out how is I'm that not a how is that learjet's fault it's not well then why did they sue them because they thought it was that Learjet invented dry ice? I questioned Corby's information. I thought it was something that one of the seals in the windows busted or something they like that. They had a seal in there? See, if you have an animal that with no water like that... No, no, no. A seal as in like a caulk line around a window. Oh. I'm sure they secure those plane windows a little bit better than with just some dap around them, but... Well, if there's a rotting seal in your plane... I think there's grounds for a Making love to shrimp on dry ice. <laughs> God, I'm suing him. <laughs> you know, that Sebastian Bach is a pretty man. He looks like a girl. Boy, he does. He's got the mouth of a woman. I know. Look how inviting that is. When he's holding that long note. Yeah. Look at him. His hair's so beautiful. Just want to kiss his temples where his <laughs> hair starts getting warm. Warm? What? <laughs> All right, coming up next, the next thing. Brand this on your brain pan. The North Texas Nissan Summer Bash. Next Friday at Sneaky Pete's on Lake Louisville. Brought to you by Nextel and Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. And you got it here at 1041 on Sports Radio 1310. They take it. You've got the rant. Gordon Keith keeping you awake on this Saturday morning. Wake up, see we head. Have that second cup of coffee and enjoy my friends, Corby Davidson and Dave Lane, who are joining me in studio now. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Good morning. Or um, did you guys hear the CD we played from Paul Anka? Yeah, I did. I like the that. shirts. Thing. Isn't that cool? I liked it. Did you, you probably didn't hear that, did you? No. Vamp for one second. I want you to hear one song. Okay. Maybe two. Just go All ahead. Right. Roll with it. Go, go for it. All right. Let's go to Sports in Town. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Fine. Who's this? This is Doug. What you doing, Doug? I'm just hanging out. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I'm calling about that uh, Payne Stewart deal. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any info on that? Yeah. It wasn't dry ice. Okay. Was Perfect it a seal? What was it? It was the forward outflow valve. See, I told you. I thought it was a dry ice. No. You remember hearing that rumor? Mm, no. No. Mm. No, they lost compression and the uh, the uh, pilot passed out in the crash. Because of the seal? 
Well, yeah. Was he mugging down with a seal? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. You really don't like my jokes. No. <laughs> no. Those were jokes. All right, so... Uh, that's the kind of stuff that'll keep you an afternoon drive. <laughs> <laughs> so we played this... Uh, you know who Paul Anka is? Yes. The 50s singer, 60s singer? You know, I never knew anything that he sang. I just always knew that he co-wrote My Way and The Tonight Show theme. Okay. That's all I knew about it. Was he like a big-time Vegas like lounge act? Did, did he was he ever like the resident act at one he of the had casinos? To have been, yeah. So he came out with a new. He's album? got a new album. It's covers of uh, covers uncovered? uncovered. It's covers of hits from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Is it available at Stuckey's? Done swing. Done, yeah. I don't know They've what you call. What is that music? Ankaized. I don't know what it is. So tell me this song. Tell, tell me when you know this song. Guns and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard. This she's is self-assured. Uh, oh, no, hello, 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 It what sounds, else I got on there? It sounds like it was written for him. Yeah, you know? it does. I wonder when they it's recorded kind of this. Kind of feel yeah. or something. I wonder if when they recorded this. I can this, barely hear you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Pull it down a little bit. <laughs> Who are you? I wonder if when they recorded this, if they just, you know, played him the arrangements that they had prepared for him. Mm-hmm. And he just laid it down. Or if he went back and listened to the original tracks, if he had ever even heard of these songs. Oh, I bet you he's heard of the songs. Yeah, uh, I get maybe that one just because. Do you, everyone, have, do you have the case? Uh, no, I, it's not the. It's just a burn CD from iTunes. Oh, okay. Couple, couple songs. Who gave you that? Uh, Where'd you buy it? Well, I burned it from iTunes. Hey, by the way, speaking of iTunes, and I have uh, one of this the iPod Shuffle. Mm-hmm. I cannot run listening to anything. That makes me too nervous. Because you're afraid you someone get, will hit you, you from behind? You yeah. get hit by a car? Yeah. That's why you have to run and it's, in it, a place. And it gets distracting yeah, to Yeah, I know. And I, I've told you before, it's almost happened to me. You need to run somewhere, though, where the risk is taken out. Like, not on the streets. Like, drive, drive your bike down to the lake or something, tie it up, and just kind of fart around the lake a little bit. Where there's not cars screaming everywhere. Because uh-huh. I've almost gotten hit before just because of that. Running with the mm-hmm. stupid iPod on. So now if I run in our neighborhood, I don't... Those things tend to come out of my ears, too. Well, you're not... You, you're just wearing them as is, like the, the ones they give you stock. Yeah. You need little covers for them. Those little black... Um, I don't know what the material oh. is. Yeah, I lost, I lost yeah. those, too. Yeah, because when you get the ear sweat going, they just yeah. keep popping out. 
Yeah, they'll stay in if you have the little holder things. You can go to, go to Radio Shack and get those. It's like 50 cents or something. Hmm. But I, I know he's heard of, I know he'd heard of that song, that Nirvana song, but I doubt he had heard this song. I doubt it. I mean, the guy's like 70. I think he researched all these songs. Well, yeah, but I don't think they're like, hey, you know. What songs do you want to do? And he well, said, I'm, oh, I got to hmm. do Smells Like Teen <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I love Tony that Bennett. song. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's fantastic. <laughs> I don't mind stealing bread. Close. Oh, really? I don't mind stealing bread. I'm going hungry. Hey, hey now, scotch. <laughs> In my eyes. Oh my gosh. Indisposed. In disguise. If you ask me, this is the way the song should have been done to begin with. Hides the face. Lies the snake. Hey. It's me. In my disgrace. Boiling heat. I've got more, I swear to you, I've got more email on this than 9-11 stuff. Who's that guy you played? Who's that guy you played? Not to cheap at 9-11. God, you so did. You're saying that this album is more important than 9-11. This will make more of an impact on the United States. If everyone doesn't go out and buy this album, the terrorists have won. He's right. You are sorry. I remind you that close to 3,000 died. Hey, preaching to the choir here. Look Won't at him. And now it picks up. You know, recording has gotten so good. Oh, I know. I, mean, I know people can't hear it on AM radio, but the fidelity in our earphones are great. Mm-hmm. Stuttering. What's happened to this type of music? I mean, th this was music for until rock and roll came along. And then it just kind of got swept under the rug. And then when all the Rat Pack died, it was officially dead. You know? I mean, this was this well, is really cool music. I like this way more than country music or rap or any of that. Oh, I love this type of music. If anyone wants to get some good albums with this type of music... Like Sinatra's Songs for Swinging Lovers. It's probably the best album there is. This is my, my dad's era. Do you like this music or do you not like it? I, I like it, but I got beaten with it when I was a kid. Oh, really? Because my, you know, my dad had probably a thousand records. Now, to your dad, did music officially die when Elvis came along? Yeah. My mom was into Elvis. You know, that was like when she was still a teenager, but that was past my dad's. Consciousness. Yeah. I mean, he was into Glenn Miller and uh, the, uh, whatchamacallit, Tommy Dorsey and all that stuff. Right. Well, Paul Link is not much older than our fathers. Says he was born July 30th, 1941. Hang on, I'm going to go to Paul Link's website and find out when he was born. He just told he just you. He did, Corby. 1941. Oh. Uh, let's go to Paul. You're on Sports Radio 1310, the oh, ticket. So he's Hi, Paul. still in the 60s. Morning, yeah. gentlemen. Hey. Uh, Paul, I think I had a couple of hits. He was a um, uh, semi-pro uh, uh, pop singer in the 50s. He was a headliner in Vegas 
from 60 till about 82, and then Wayne Newton took over. He what, looked what, really good. What, what casino did he uh, reside oh, at? Oh, he did them all. He did Sahara, Sands, uh, Hilton. Hmm. Well, that sounds like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your call. I, I'll get this album. I'll steal it from you. Well... All right, I guess. I guess I could just <laughs> throw it in my computer and put it on my I shuffle that I'll never listen to. I don't remember the uh, hit songs that he wrote, but he wrote a couple. Of them. All right, I'm, yeah. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hello. Good Hi. What's going on? You sound hot. Are you an Esquire? Yes. What is that title for? What What is that left? I don't from? understand it either. People told me I could use it, so I started. What it? If I you're a lawyer, God. then you can put Esquire. Right. What does That's it mean? Name. I have no idea where it came from. They well, don't... Why do you use it? Because he's a they lawyer. Told me I could. Who's it they? Cool. So you say the you public. called you called up our producer and said this is Randy Esquire. No, I said this is Randy Parker. I had the Esquire. Oh, okay. the Esquire. Yeah. yeah. All right, Randy. So what do you have to say about community property or okay. Paul Anka? So this guy that buys a house or a in Ruben. his own name. Yeah. I don't know anything about Paul Anka. This guy buys a house in his own name. Uh, and then his wife moves in with him. Let's say she makes more money than he does, mm-hmm. and she helps pay the house payment. Mm-hmm. Well, when they get divorced, she's going to have what we call a right of contribution. She's going to be entitled to get some money back based upon what she put into the house. Right. So it's not pure community part. It's not just the fact that uh, you bought it before uh, the marriage started. That doesn't make it pure community property because if you... if the other person chips in after that time, right? Then they're gonna they're gonna have some rights to it also, right? I don't think anyone disagreed with that. Well, I think the I mean the distinction y'all were a little too simplistic with saying, well, if you buy it before, you're safe. That's not true, because during marriage, both uh, people make money, and the money of both people is split. So so any uh, any money that you put in on the house or that you use to support the other person, uh, it, that can all, that's all community property unless you state differently in a prenup. So everybody get a prenup. No way, you're saying that <laughs> any money you bring into the marriage becomes community property? It, it's, yes, it's community property automatically. Any, any, no, not money you bring in that you had before. Let's, yeah, that's what I mean. $100,000 in the bank, you know, you can separate, you can say, yes, this is separate property, but if you make $100,000 in your first year marriage, then 50000 of that belongs to your spouse. See, what I don't get, where it gets confusing to me, if, if you sign a contract, let's say a five-year contract with a company, okay, uh-huh. for a certain amount of money before you're married, then that's uh-huh. all the work product of what you did before you were married. You got this contract. But yet, yeah, but when they get married... Perform, you'd have to perform duties under the contract while you're married. I mean, and, and that's how you would... But I thought the, I the thought money. the whole argument is that, uh, well, I guess that's an alimony argument that women should get money because they help support the man when he when he was lean during the lean times. Yeah, but if the woman wasn't there during the lean times, then why would she get any alimony out of that? And I guess then you'd get to well standard of living. She's become accustomed to something. Well, right, but it, I mean, it just has more to do with I mean, especially if you, if you have kids, you know, you have to worry about where the kid with the standard for the kids is more important in Texas. You know what I never um, understood is is how anyone is entitled to a standard of living. That just boggles my mind. Agree. I because mean, I, like, like I can't argue that to my employer if if I get uh, fired or they reduce my salary, say, well, you can't do it. Um, I'm accustomed to the other 
money right. you're paying me. And I just don't understand how women can make that argument. Or even for the kids. A, a child's not entitled to a standard of living. They're barely entitled to live. Right. Hi, you're on Sports Ticket. Hey, uh, check out something from Frank Sinatra. Uh, he did a recording on one of those albums you were talking about, Gordo. You mean the yeah, Beatles, the Beatles something? something? Yeah, it's a pretty Thanks. famous rendition. <clears throat> Thanks for your time. It's 1055 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Coming up next, the next thing we're going to do. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This return liner is so brief, it's already over. Hey, RJs, it's Gordon Keith with you on 1101 Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. You're listening on a Saturday to The Ticket. This is special programming that we do here called The Rant, the show unlike any other. The show that will end at the end of this year, I predict. By the way, we're off next week after uh, Summer Bash. Really? Yeah. Good for we? us. Yeah, I, because we're doing the show the next week when we should I thought we go. had a remote oh, yeah. next week. Well, yeah, but there's a remote on the schedule. Maybe Ben and Skinner are going to do that. Yeah, we're not doing it. You sure? I don't think we're allowed on remotes. I you don't notice know. that? I don't know. I don't think remotes like us. Oh, my gosh. What? Okay, Corby, you want to see a... If this is something disgusting, no. You know, where do you... That email that you sent... With that woman doing that other thing to that woman... I almost turned you into the police. I was so appalled. What are you talking about? Me, he, he, me. Mm-hmm. I look in there one day and see Danny buckled over at the computer. Like, what, he's like... What do you mean? And I walk in and he's like... He, he goes, I go, what? He goes, you don't want to see this. He goes, it's forwarded to YouTube, but don't even open it. I go, what is it? And he goes, you don't want to see it. I'm like, what? He goes, Gordon sent it. The subject line was promotional video for the rant. What? Was it a good video? I didn't see you it. You sent it. You sent you it. You sent it to me and Dave and Danny. Was it a good promotional video? I didn't see it. Well, then you don't... Then why are you complaining? Because he told me what it was. Did you see Dave's comment? What would you write? <laughs> so it looks like that one girl had been eating a lot of kelp. <laughs> <laughs> it was one woman doing another thing. Okay. Well, you explain it. No. Mr. Movie. No, we don't need Mr. to explain it. Mr. I shot it. the film in Super 8. And I think sent Dave's it to all my comment friends. explains enough. Yeah. It was very Asian and... What's with the Asians and that? Why are they all about that? They're just ob obsessed with functioning GI tracks. Putting things in and yeah. watching things come out. <laughs> just, ugh. Did you see the... You know that guy who randomly climbs buildings... Um, like free climbs, uses no ropes, no nothing, and he's climbed the highest building. He just walks up to a building and starts climbing it. Just whenever he feels like it. Yeah, I know you've seen this guy. He's a French guy named Alain Robert or Alan Robert. I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's 42. Well, he walked up to this building in Hong Kong, a 62-story building, 
Hour later, he's at the top of it. And That's crazy. doesn't tell the press. The press has his phone number. But he doesn't really tell him when he's going to do it or anything. And so he took a cell phone call, like, midway up. He's like, yep, it's me. I'm halfway up, so um, i got to go now. And then he gets to the top, and the cops are waiting on him. And he gets arrested? Yeah, of course. Every time? Yeah, but, you know. He says he was greeted by police, firefighters, and security guards at the top of the building. Police officers checked his passport, but didn't arrest him this time, even though he had not sought permission to climb the building. So I guess this time he didn't get arrested. He's climbed the Eiffel Tower. He's climbed the Empire State Building. So? Just... Oh. <laughs> I guess it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been? Oh, it's about. What, what? Have I been to what? Have you been to the uh, like the observation deck at the Empire State Building? Yes. I don't. I. How could you talk? How could you climb something that tall? That's ridiculous. He did it. I don't know. He did this in an hour. It's uh, 928 feet, which is what yardage? 300 yards. Why? Get off, you know what? Get off your computer. I'm you're, not as ba- you're as bad as Grego. You are. Huh? Huh? What? Just your phone and your computer. Your TVs. Your massage parlors. <laughs> hey, that uh, One Night in Bangkok song, mm-hmm. is that a gay song? Have you listened to the lyrics Can of that make thing? a hard man humble. We have that in there. That one? It seems like... One night in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. That's Psycho Dave's second favorite song of all time. Oh, oh my god! What? Who was that? Was that Falco or... No, Murray Head. And I, I just remember hearing... There's your I, answer, yes. I heard it on the radio the other day and I thought, you know, I never got all the gay overtones of this song. And his name Murray Head and he kind of talks a little bit. Oh, hey. Who, how does it go? How's the beginning go? One night I was in Bangkok and I fell down. Bangkok, Oriental City, but the city don't know what the city is getting. I get <laughs> my kicks above the waistline. <laughs> <laughs> Can you find it? I thought you said it was in there. I thought we had it because Psycho played it as one of his three favorite songs. Maybe he brought it up on CD. Yeah, probably didn't survive the purge if it was in there. If somebody can email me the MP3... You download it off iTunes. Because I don't want to pay 99 cents. What a cheap bastard you are. I don't think I've ever downloaded anything off of iTunes. You haven't? No. I'll give you a dollar. Yeah, I got a dollar. No. Well, that's what it costs. No, because they won't let you make unlimited copies of them. And it's well, not why recorded, do you want to make unlimited it's copies It's not recorded of at a bit rate. I, I want a higher bit rate than they offer. You're a computer snob is what you are. I was so bitter because I converted like all I, like I got like sixty of my favorite CDs, okay? Converted them, and it wasn't until about CD fifty that I realized I put it at a bit rate that was lower than I wanted to. Isn't that frustrating? You ever done that, Dave? I think I, I think I. You, you mean you stuck them on your computer? Yeah. Why? You must sit at your computer a lot then, because I I have all that stuff on iTunes and it I never open it up. Oh, I never open up my iTunes either. But my whole idea was to make these digital copies of these things and get rid of my CDs. 
well, if I'm going to do that, these are going to be my master recordings of all this stuff, so I want it to be at least like 192. Well, what are you going to put in your car? What are you going to listen to in your car? You can get those little, you know, FM transmitters yeah. for your shuffle. Or I've, got your every C- iPod. I've got every CD I own on my computer now. You? Mm-hmm. I just want to it get took, rid of my CD like, collection. Do you listen to them on your computer? Yeah, it took like do six you have, months. Do you, have, do you have an iPod? I have an iPod, but I have... Um, I haven't wired it since I moved, but I had my computer wired into my stereo. Well, I, yeah, but all your songs are not on the iPod, too? No, I mean, I, I have too much to fit on the iPod. You have a mini? No, I think I have a 15 gig or something. But I have like 40 gigs of music or something on my, or 50 gigs on my hard drive. Have you converted some Beatles? Uh-huh. See, because I converted Beatles and some of the vocals are dropping out. I haven't noticed that. Hmm. Don't let him kill me. Uh, let's go to Albert. You're on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. Of course. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, I was going to tell you, uh, I heard you talking about Paul Inka's Black Hole Sun remake. And uh, back in 99. What? Oh, I, I'm trying to drive, and some, for some reason it came out that way. Anyway, um... Steve Watts and Edie Gourmet actually did that song back in 99 with the, about that same arrangement. So I heard, your song, I heard you guys play it the other day, and I was about to extol the greatness of Paul Inca and that arrangement. And I found the uh, previous arrangement from 99. So anyway, and as far as uh, One Night in Bangkok, I think that guy that's missing from Dallas actually was the guy that recorded that originally. So I'd say it's gay. It's Bangkok, isn't it? No, it's Bangkok. <laughs> Ray, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey, fellas, I got a, I got a question. Uh, several years ago, I met this woman who had money, and uh, she owned a house that appraised at about two fifty, two seventy five. She owed. That's all. Se- huh? Go ahead. She owed seventy thousand on the home. Big timing, you. Okay. So uh, as we got married, we decided to have a kid a pool put in no i already had kids from a previous night a pool pudding a pool put in that's a british a dish swimming pool well we Did got the house refinanced to do the pool thing but instead of building the pool we pocketed the money right so instead of owing 70 we now owe 160 on a 250 dollars home three years later we get a divorce mm-hmm. wait a second okay. instead of owing 70 you owe 160 yes because so how big a pool were you going to build more. How big a pool uh, were you going to build? I don't understand. Uh, we got 60000 plus paid off some debts, and we pocketed $40,000. We were just going to put in a... Oh, you're saying you, you just you got, got a home equity. equity you got home equity out of it. Okay. Right. Okay, so three or four years later, we get a divorce. Mm-hmm. My name is on the uh, mortgage payment, but uh, her parents left her some money. That's what made the payments. The payments were 1400 a month. When we got a divorce, I never made a payment, but I've done lots of work around that house in five years. When we got a divorce, I got nothing when we sold the house. Not one dime. Did you make any mortgage payments? No. no well, you okay. Didn't. You, didn't, you didn't do anything to contribute to the house other than sweat equity. hammered a few I nails in there. I put my foot on that house for five years. Yeah, but there's no paper rebuild. trail on that. Huh? There's no paper trail on that. Oh, there's blood trail on it. I, I killed myself for that house. Was I not entitled to half 
No, you should have wrote receipts no. for everything he did. Yeah. Yeah, but why would you think of that? Who the hell would think of that? I don't have a receipt for anything I've done in that house. Yeah, you lose but, your sweat equity, buddy. But it does it not become community property when both names are on the title? No, not if she can show the money trail that she bought the house. It was her equity that was in it the whole time and that you never made a payment. She made all well, the payments. Let me, let me tell you what she done to be nice so that I wouldn't fight her to get part of the money. She wrote me a check for $1,700. I was satisfied with that. That's pretty nice. The, the day we closed on the house, she stopped payment on the $1,700 check. Well, that's pretty sorry. Only $1,700? She wouldn't even give you that? No, she wouldn't give me nothing. Jeez. You ought to go over there. have a great day. You too. Oh, man. Uh, let's go to Randy. You're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hey, Musers. How's it going this morning? Uh, what? I have a question about the prenup stuff, and I love my dogs. And this is my fear that my wife or girlfriend... Well, uh, take my dogs, and uh, what do you think about that, Corby? I don't know. I've heard of horrible custody battles over pets, though. Oh, yeah. You know? If, I mean, you, if, you, if you wait it out, they'll figure out that the dogs are too much trouble, and they'll just give them back to you. Oh, All right, no. Dave. Let's not open up Dave's chest of pain. <laughs> All right, coming up next, the next thing. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed with the ticket ticker at 10, 30, and 50 past every hour on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Yeah. 11.20 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. <clears throat> so did you see this story in the paper about Dion? He's going to yeah. adopt himself a 17-year-old. It's a dream of mine. What? 17-year-old Laotian boy. Yeah. Well, you know, Dion, he's considering a, uh, playing another season with the he Raiders. He signed. He did sign? Mm -hmm. Oh, they offered him. I don't know if he signed. I don't think he... Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, he did sign on Wednesday, a one-year contract. But, he, you know, he lives up in Prosper, just north mm -hmm. of Frisco. He's got this huge spread of land up there. And... He went to, he grew up in Florida. He went to North Fort Myers High School in Florida. And I guess he graduated back in 85. Well, there's this kid. He's like a total blue chip recruit. He's a high school running back, Noel Devine. He just finished his sophomore year at North Fort Myers High School in Florida. And he is going to live with Dion and transfer and go to Prosper High School. 2A Prosper. I read this story, and Dion's considering adopting the kid. Is he an orphan? I don't know. Because it doesn't... Uh, yeah, yeah, it says both of uh, his parents are deceased, and he's been living with a friend for the last three years, and his cousin. Hmm. So, I guess, you know, Dion's saying that, you know, he, he's talked with his wife, and they've talked about adopting a kid and giving a kid a chance who ordinarily wouldn't have one. I mean... Talk so about, might as well adopt a kid who's going to be out of yeah. life in three years. Or, or a kid who's going to make millions make millions and be indebted to you when your career is over. But I, that is pretty cool. And talk about just rags to riches for this kid. He's been living with a friend and his cousin, just scraping by, going to this you know crummy high school in Florida. I assume it's crummy. It's in Fort Myers. 
And then he's going to go to Prosper. Uh, granted, it's a small school, but he's mm-hmm. going to be living in Dion's mansion. He will dominate. And he, and he will be able to write his ticket to any school in the country. You know what? Good for Dion. That's a really cool story. That's a nice move on his part. I don't think it's an investment, Jason. <laughs> That's a very cynical view. I'm begging everyone to stop sending me one night in Bangkok. You've got it about a million oh times now. Oh, my gosh. It's just... Play it. I play, it. play it. Stick the mic down to your All computer right. there. I don't hear anything. Now I hear it. Has it started yet? <laughs> what a build-up for a crappy song. <laughs> this was Psycho Dave's second favorite song of all time. Yeah. The first is Jesus Loves Me. Oh this my is God! Awful. What? How long does this go? How long is the song? It's an advanced version. I hate you right now. Brad C sent me this, so it's probably a fake. He probably just sent me some whip music. There it is. generic radio guys singing. The gods of she. See, I think it's about lady boys. There's no question this guy's gay. ever a hit. Where did you hear this? Hey, what station was this on? You remember? Oh, it was a big hit. I, know, I actually like this song. Yeah, but what, what plays it? You said you heard it on the radio, like Mix or something was playing it? or? Okay, stop that. Jack? Stop it. Why? Make it, make it stop. No. Safety dance sounding there. Hey. 
Let's see Kelp Girl. Hey, I also like, um, you want another good song, is uh, our good album, that Men Without Hats, Pop Goes the World is good. Is there a good song on there besides Safety Dance? No, that Safety Dance is an album before that. Pop oh. Goes the World was afterwards. You remember the song Pop Goes the World? No. Yeah. There were a lot of good songs on that. No, there weren't. Hey, another uh, cowboy-related news. Yeah, go ahead, sport. Crawford Kerr is uh, bringing his... Kerr's Winghouse Bar and Grill to Dallas. It's 1127 on the ticket. And the ticket time wasters must be the North Texas Nissan Summer Bash next Friday at Sneaky Pete's on Lake Louisville. Brought to you by Nextel and Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. And we're back. Gordon's still rocking out to One Night in Bangkok. Hey, it's a great song. No, it's, it's not. It's a great song, that is. Well, look, we're up there making fun of all this cheese metal that's on VH1 that's Classic. This is terrible. No, it's a great song. Sure is. Let's go to the phones. We had my first dance to that song. You and I? No. Julie, you're on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. Word up. Word up. Hey. Um, One Night in Bangkok is from a musical in the early 80s written by... Two of the guys from ABBA, and it's called Chess, and it's about... Um, yeah, because that Murrayhead album was called Chess, and uh, obviously you can hear in the song all these chess references. Right. So Murrayhead did a cover of this song from the musical? No, he was actually in the musical. He, he was. Played, he starred in it? Yeah, well, I don't know if starred is a good word, but... How, how do you have such a hot voice? <laughs> how old Lots are you? Lots of smoking. 27. Smoking what? You smoke cigarettes? Maybe. Oh. Julie. I know. How long you been smoking? A long time. Since you were what, 17? Probably, yeah. Mm. You I know, know you. It's like I know you already. Yeah. I broke up Davy's marriage. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Do I need to? What no. do I need to do? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Are you single now? Do you now? know her, Dave? I don't know. Do you I? break up mine? No. Okay. No. Should I? No. <laughs> what was that, Jason? And will, will she break up mine, please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're in the market for doing that, why don't you just break up all ours? I'm ready. Okay, break up mine. <laughs> you're married? Yes. Damn oh, it. pretty upset with it. One hand you? washes the other. Are you tired of What marriage? does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, hands. I'm fine. You kissed a girl? No. Well, a truth or dare in college. What college? Horny? Sam Houston State University. Horny That's study. not even a college. Huh? That's a glorified community That's like college. a prep school for a JUCO. Yeah. <laughs> Musical theater major. What are you going to do? And what are you doing with that now? I um I work at the Dallas Theater Center. Oh, good for you. Really? Yeah. Pretty uh pretty pretty smart. up. Pretty small. Yeah. It's awesome. Come see shows. Yay. How tall are you? 5'3"? Um 5'4". All right. How tall is your husband? Uh 6'2". Yeah, I need to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell by the information you've given me. How yeah. long have you been married to him? Uh, five and a half years. No. You have kids? No. Oh, you got married at 22? Yep. What were you Young. thinking? Dumb. A lot of dope. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done basically everything except the girl thing, right? 
What? I what? <laughs> I I don't know what that means. Well, you should. You, you've used 27. your you've used your entire body in lovemaking, right? My entire body, like my ears. Well, that's weird. Yeah, now you're weird. <laughs> you're sick. Sorry, I'm gross. I know. You really are. Okay. We'll break up your marriage and uh, yeah, come and out, call us back. Come out with us. Okay, we'll party. Okay, okay. party on. Alan, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. How do I follow that with some lame Murray head talk? Uh, Are you no, going to re- regurgitate whatever she just told us? Oh, basically. And the, the, the play is about these elitist uh, chess people that think that it's cool and everything. Are and they all super gay? Well, no. They're actually looking for chicks, too. But uh, they are deluded into thinking that chess is going to get them there. Did you ever see it, the musical? Oh, no, no, no. Was it like no, a I Broadway didn't. thing, or where... where, where yeah, it was on it? Broadway. But the thing was called Chess, and Murray Head did the opener for it, and which was that thing. And it was really kind of lame. I mean, it was full out, you know, Phantom of the Opera thing in the opera kind of crap. You ever been to a Broadway show? Have I? Yeah. Mm, yeah, I went... I saw kind of an off-Broadway show when I was up there, um... I guess last fall, and then I've you know I've seen like touring productions before, like Lady. Are those pretty good? Like touring productions is a full deal. Isn't yeah, it? it's just I mean same business. It's probably not the the same caliber of cast that you would see if you saw Les Mis on Broadway, but you know it's still good. It's still the full production. You know, all the times I've been to New York, which have not been that many, five, I've never had any desire to go down and see a Broadway show. The show I saw... Seems like it takes up a lot of time. It does. And, you know, it's such a racket, too, because the tickets are so expensive, and if you See, try and... I'd rather go eat a good meal. Yeah, I mean, you can... There are times where they release tickets day of, and you can wait and get a cheap ticket. Um, but the show that I saw was... It was kind of funny. I had read about it, and it was... it was. I enjoyed it because it was making fun of musicals. It was kind of a satire. Mm-hmm. It was called Town. Mm. <laughs> Corby loves that. It was a, it, it, it was very much like your uh, Gordon your movie promo in a world in a world uh, where uh, urine was forbidden. Because <laughs> that it, it was uh, that was basically the premise is that water was so scarce that you had to have a permit to go to the bathroom. All right, listen to, to this. Flush it? You remember yeah. how we were talking about uh, Paul Anka, and everyone reminded me of Richard Cheese, who's a guy I oh, put his yes. link on there. Yeah. You want to hear some? This is him doing Baby Got Back. Yeah, but his More stuff is like a... His sound stuff quality is, his from stuff your is like a bit. Power Paul Anka is like actually trying to... Like a oh my God, Becky! Look at her butt. It is so big. I like big butts, and I cannot mind. Two other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung.
fellas, fellas, has your girlfriend got the butt? Tell her to shake it, shake it, shake that healthy boy. <laughs> How old is this guy? You know? No, I think he's like late 30s or something. See, I, I, that's kind of funny. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But that's very, you know, intentionally campy. Yeah. Whereas Paul Anka is a legitimate singer, and he's just doing his his own kind of take. Yeah, there's a little bit of camp, but it's a, to me it's a little bit more legitimate. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul Anka's not trying to be campy at all. Well, but think. but whoever produced the the album, they know that that's somewhat of the value of the album. Yeah. But this guy, you know, he's a younger guy, and he's intentionally doing it tongue-in-cheek. It's funny. It's kind of funny, yeah, but I, I just... Take, say fellas. It's funny to take that stuff, the, um, I would say, African-American rap right. music. I don't know. I, I didn't know if it's African-American. I think it's colorblind. Would you like to hear Hot for Teacher or Come Out and Play? What's Come Out and Play? Paul Lincoln did Jump, did a cover Off of Jump. Spring. Do you have that? Yeah. You want to hear that? Yeah, I want to hear that. I'm going to go get it. This is a beating. I'll get to the hook, buddy. Ow, wow, wait a second, man. What do you think the teacher's going to look like this year? Whoa! Oh. I can't take that. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. No, I don't have it. I can't find it. What? can't find Jump. It's not on that same disc that you had? No, I only had three songs on that. I'm so disappointed now. You have eyes without a face on it. I heard that the other day. You gotta keep them separated. Like the latest fashion. Like a spreading disease. The kids are strapping on the way to their classrooms. Getting weapons with the greatest of ease. The gangs stake out their own campus locale. And if they catch you slipping, then it's all over, pal. It's the first time I've ever heard the words to this song. Mm-hmm. I never knew the words to that song. That's such an Except awful the, song. Gotta keep them separated. <laughs> don't don't try and sing Offspring, please. Oh, okay. All right. So, how are you guys doing today? So, good times. How much time do we have left? You want to talk about male prostitution with James? James on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. What's up, Gordo? What's happening, buddy? Hey, I don't know if this coincides with the song, but in Bangkok, it, you know, prostitution is their number one export. You know, the five dollars, you get the girl. And I don't the know, they export it. Yeah, export it. But it's their number one export. 
Yeah, it is. They don't. You so, don't what country it, do they that's... export it to? So it doesn't occur on the premises. Well, they don't export, but that's their number one. That's how they make their number one money in that city, is from prostitution. And the thing about it is, is that the men over there are so small that they really go deep into getting their bodies changed, like women, Malaysia, uh, Singapore is the same way, and they look good. And so I don't know if that has anything to do with the song, but they'll come there, too, to try to pick up men also. So I don't know. Hmm. The lady boys? Exactly. I love exactly. lady boys. All right, thanks for your time. It's 1146 on Sports hmm. Radio 1310, The Ticket. Coming up next. Everyone think about lady boys. Corby's story that made us laugh. the ticket. Wouldn't it be cool to be George Washington so you could use a dollar bill as a photo ID? Did you get into Christian Metal, Dave? Oh, yeah, I had Striper. Oh. Yeah, we're watching Armored Saint on VH1 Classic right now. You know, that era is so embarrassing. It's awful. 80s glam. And one of my is this glam? I guess what is this? Yeah, it was all kind of the just same. 80s metal. Yeah, I guess. And one of one I of I mean, our... even even if they weren't glam, like in appearance, they all sounded the same. And I can't believe that Danny Bayless was associated with this. Of course he was. He's into whatever is going on at the time. The man has no musical convictions whatsoever. <laughs> no, but you know the glam thing. Like, this to me is much worse, this whatever we're watching now, is much worse than, like, Poison. To me, Poison had catchy songs. They were little short pop songs. They weren't all this yeah, just I, bland metal. I mean, you, you at least know some Poison songs. Those metal bands, all their voices sounded the same. Right. With the har they either doubled their voice or it was weird harmony and it was terrible. I cannot believe. And I remember living in that era, being there, thinking, "Don't show me the guy on your website with no legs dancing." What? Go what to his go website. Go to GordonKeith.com and look what he's got up there. He thinks it's funny that a legless man is able to dance. I'm. I said it on the morning show. I'll say it again. I don't own GordonKeith.com. It's some P1s, and I have no Whatever. control over what is put on that. It's such a lie. But I remember being in there in the 80s thinking, this is so bad. This is embarrassingly bad. And what was Dave thinking? This is so this cool. This is so awesome. <laughs> this will last forever. Yeah, I had, I had Iron Maiden posters in my room. Hi, Russ. You're on the ticket AM. Hey, Corby, how's your rat problem? Uh, I think it's all cleared up, actually. Oh, yeah? Thanks, thanks same, for asking. Same guy from a couple weeks ago talked to you. Oh, hey, Russ. Hey. All right. This is the worst episode ever. Between hot girls dying and one night in Bangkok. I'll <laughs> agree with the one night in Bangkok. I, I was not part of that segment. But you support hot girls dying, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> one night in Bangkok for an hour. Terrible. It wasn't an hour. Right, it was one segment. It was more than one segment. I agree with you, though. This Thanks was, for your call. This was the worst rain ever. 
Did you stop defeating David? Well, it's the end of the show. What can I really do to save it? Nothing. Quitting it. That's you what I was saying. You, the you show. want me to quit? Yeah, I want you to quit. I want you to walk out right now and quit. How did the garbage trash girls buy into this, though, and actually go out with the metal guys? You know? I would love to talk to girls who, who were into that and, were, and like were all about hooking up with metal dudes. Just the white trash girl of the world. Hi, you're on AM radio with Corby. Hey, do you guys think that girl on NBC, Campbell Scott's hot, stuck on the Morning Today show? Campbell Scott? Yeah, I just kind of had some thoughts about her this morning. I was getting ready and wanted to know if you guys thought she was hot. Hey, so Tyson's about to fight again? Tonight. He's fighting, he's, he's, he's fighting, he's fighting a six, like a seven sick, white yeah, guy who does not look that cut. No. He looks kind of doughy, actually, for a boxer. But he won the stare off, and he was very happy about that Yeah, during the weigh-in. So is, is Tyson going to lose this? I don't, I mean, who knows? I mean, the dude is so tall, and Tyson doesn't have that huge a reach. Kevin McBride is the guy's name. And he's white. Yeah, that didn't bode well for him. If Mike who, who Tyson is, loses to a big white galoot... Who was the, uh, who was the quit? big dumb white guy that he fought like six, seven years ago? Maybe even longer than that. He Tex, was like that... Jerry Cooney? Tex Cobb? No, he was that Irish... Yeah, Peter, Peter McNeely. McNeely. Because he was... He's still my favorite boxer. At the time, you know, Tyson still had his luster... And people were building up this Peter McNeely as like the great white hope underdog. And then he just got his ass beat. <laughs> Higher on the ticket. Campbell Brown, NBC. She's a hot reporter. I've never even heard of her. I haven't either. Higher on the ticket. Remember the time that guy called in and said that? Yeah. Higher on the ticket. Yeah, about uh, Paul Eka. He had... Uh, Put your head on my shoulders, and uh, Diana were his two big hits back in the day, and he also hooked up with um, Lynette Footicello. Boy, he tore her up. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, guys, this is Barry Bunch. Hey, Barry. Hi, you're on the ticket. Uh, yeah, this is Cletus, and we need to talk about that movie trailer on your website. It's delicious. Yeah. What, what, I'm sorry what that, that had to be posted. Let, let's talk about that. No, let's not. I haven't not. seen this. It's, what it's, is it? Dave, it's the please. most dark thing you've ever seen in your life. It's some please, it's please, not Japanese it movie. Hard. It's not the forest grape scene, is it? No, no, that's not on my website. <laughs> okay. that, that's just weird. I used it a lot. Stop saying that. What, what? Is, what is the trailer for? Just go to theticket.com, click on Gordon Keith, and then scroll down to links I refuse to post. That's not... And I mean, you post it. You need some moisturizer when you do, too. Uh, how can you refuse to post it and then post it? Higher on the ticket. Here's Campbell Brown. I think it was put your feet on my shoulders. <laughs> Higher on the ticket. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I have a guarantee for tonight's fight. Okay. What? Tyson won't be biting his ears unless he knocks you down and pounces on him. Higher on the ticket. I need to check out the gridlock with Tammy Dombeck. She has them well. What do I... What? Huh? Can I find that on the internet? 
Huh? Can I find that on the internet, or I just need to watch no, NBC? Look, look on in the morning. Yeah, watch I know. Her on the, on the uh, traffic. She's she thinks she's hot. She's, she's, hev- right. she's heavily she's bosomed. Good she's just she's big bosomed. The- Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, just want to let you guys know that they're running a special at Albertsons on Jesus Juice. Uh, one case for twelve ninety nine. It's only through Sunday, though. Later. Hi, you're on the ticket. Gordo, please tell me Craig Miller signed a prenup. I don't think so. Don't you think that's weird? Why would he? He's, he's, he was single. He already home, owned a home. Yeah, but here in about a year, she'll say that she was there during the lean years and helped him get his career going. And she's entitled to half of it. I can't believe you guys didn't... I don't... I can't understand that. And we are rotating for six big hours here. No, it's, it's just Saturday. us. We're not going to rotate. It's just... You're not going to flip-flop seats throughout the no, show. No, we're That's not. It's really no, entertaining it's for the listeners.